Welcome to the Ministry of Lighthouse Christian Outreach Center. Our vision is bringing people into the full realization of their potential in God and our mission. Building a community of believers whose lifestyle positively influenced change in the society. Welcome to Lighthouse. Lighthouse, House 7, Plot 2 Stroke 3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. For inquiries, please log on to www.lighthouseng.org. Pastor Folake Daniels. Flaky D. How, did I say anything? She's a co-lead pastor of Lighthouse NG, a certified family life counselor who began her career as a professional banker. She was in the banking industry for 12 years before she took a foray into entrepreneurship. She owns a fashion outfit, a fashion house, and she produces classical outfit for women of honor. She's a convener of Deborah's Generation Conference, which has empowered women to influence their families, the marketplace, and their service to humanity. It's my pleasure this morning to welcome, to take this second session at EFC 2023. My dear wife, Olu for Lake continue like that for the one hour that was given to me. We have to preach the word of God. Amen and amen. Amplified classic. We are talking about the Holy Spirit. John 14 16. It says, And I will ask the Father, and He will give you another comforter. That comforter is Paracletus, like we were told yesterday. Another of the same kind in the class of Jesus says he's a counselor, he's your helper, he's your intercessor, he's your advocate, he's your strengthener and a standby. It says that he may remain with you forever. 
the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive welcome take to its heart because he does not see him or know and recognize him but you know and recognize him for he lives with you constantly and will be in you he will be in you verse 18 it says i will not leave you as orphans comfortless desolate bereaved fallen helpless i will come back to you praise the lord go back to verse 16 and i want to point something out to us it says this comforter the holy spirit he says he will remain with you for ever isn't that interesting forever i remember the first time i saw the scripture in um, i think it's ephesians 1 go to ephesians 1 13 to 14. same amplified classic please he will remain with you forever so he's not going and coming do you understand he's not saying you behave badly today so i would say i'll just i'll just take a walk you know how you and your husband are fighting and then somebody just decides to take a walk because you are annoying me if i say what is in my mouth ah let me just go mm -mm. he will be with you forever amplified ephesians 1 13 says in him you also who have heard the word of truth the glad tidings gospel of your salvation and have believed in and adhered to and relied on him were stamped the holy spirit is a seal it's a seal. It's like, you know what we do with seals now? Like, in fact, when Pastor Akin was saying authentic, I was laughing. Because in my mind, you know how we say something is authentic? It's authentic. The Holy Spirit, you stamp something so that you seal something. So that, you, you know, it is like, it is authentic. So you seal. The Holy Spirit is a seal. Hallelujah says we're stamped with the seal of the long promised holy spirit verse 14 that that spirit is the guarantee of your inheritance so the fact that you have the holy spirit you should go and sleep anything that god has told you it will come to pass how many people have the holy spirit here you have the holy spirit how many people are born again some people are not sure whether they have the holy spirit how many people are born again if you are born again, you have the Holy Spirit. You may not be speaking in tongues. Some people may not be speaking in tongues as of now. But you still have the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. It says the first fruit, the pledge and fortress, the down payment. So the Holy Spirit in you is a down payment of your inheritance. Hallelujah. It says in anticipation of its full redemption. And our acquiring complete possession of it to the praise of his glory. So first of all, know that the Holy Spirit is a seal. Is a guarantee and he's with you forever he's not going anywhere like i said he's not taking a walk because you you offended him you vexed him yes we should not grieve the spirit but you know all those your all those are our little little things that we do that you think no he knows you that you are human now he knows your limitations so please the holy spirit is with us forever forever and it's like i said it is you you, you, you know you're like because i remember uh some some years back where i think we're still in um 
the hall, yes. And there was this set of preachings that they were, they were hard. They were hard. And as a result of that preaching, one of us then became really very scared. Like, am I sure I'm going to make this heaven? Dion, you know those kind of evangelical teachings? She, she became, ah, ah, like, I said, PF, am I sure? It was a serious business. Oh. I had to be talking and counseling. No, the Holy Spirit is not, you know, it's not like that. He's with us forever. Praise the Lord. And somebody needs to hold that in their hand. Praise God. So we're talking the Holy Spirit and family. That song that they sang this morning, I was laughing when, I, when the song was being sang. You and I will change the world. It's okay. Before you change the world, go and change your family first. Hmm? Before you are thinking of changing the world. It's good to change the world though. I'm not, of course, we have to change the world. But they say that charity begins at home. So we are talking family. We're talking family. So before you go and change the world, for you, you and the Holy Spirit is changing the world. Start from your family. Amen? Start from your family. I remember one joke that John Hagee, you know, uh, shared some time back. He said when he was younger that he told his mom, I'm going to change the world. I want to conquer the world. And the mom said, go and conquer your room first. Go and change your room first before you change the world. Go and change your room first. So let us deal with ourselves and our families first. Praise the Lord. John 14 verse 18, and I'm going to dwell on that part. And I, I you know, talking about the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I will not leave you as orphans. Last yesterday, uh, Pastor Shola talked about. Please, if you were not here for the Easter Faith Conference, you will do yourself a lot of good to go back and listen to the entire thing from the beginning. Yesterday was amazing. Friday was fantastic. There was just a very sweet presence of the Holy Spirit here. It was so sweet, as in there was a calming, sweet presence here on Friday. And yesterday, in fact, if I was on, on the list of people who were, you know, officiating, I would have taken an offering from Pastor Shola Mabokuche yesterday. I was that impacted. I would have collected an offering for him. Praise the Lord. So you will do yourself a, 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 a huge favor by, you know, going back to that. So often, so he was talking yesterday about how... God, Jesus said, he will not leave us as orphans. But you know that a lot of us believers behave like orphans. We behave like orphans. What does it mean to be an orphan? Here it says you are comfortless. But the Greek word is orphanos. It says it's bereft of a father or of parents. You are bereft of a teacher or a guide or a guardian. And I, I, I thank God that Pastor Akins said, you know, listed these things as what the Holy Spirit does for us. 
So when you're an orphan, you don't have anybody guiding you. Have you seen orphans around? Eventually, all of us will become orphans because there's no how, how long you, your parents must die at one point or the other. Yes, now we all become as in naturally. Your parents will die now at one point or the other. But even if you're an orphan, naturally, you're not an orphan spiritually. You have a parent. God is your father. It says you are not, you are not bereft of, of guidance. We are not bereft of a teacher. We are not bereft of guide, you know. There's somebody who is there ready to teach you, ready to lead you, ready to guide you. But a lot of times, like I said, we behave as orphans. We behave like there's nobody, no one, no one, you know, no one cares about me. You know that, that, that uh, mantra, no one cares about me. No one knows how I'm feeling. No, more, no one, no one. But the Holy Spirit was sent to us so that we will not lack parenting, so to say. So the Holy Spirit is your parent in form of God the Father. The Holy Spirit is your parent. The Holy Spirit is your guide, is your teacher. That is, is so key. It's so key. Jesus did not leave us as orphans. He came back to us in the form of the Holy Spirit. Verse 26 talks about teaching. Let's go to verse 26. It says, But the comforter, again, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, stand by the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place, to represent me and act on my behalf. You see? It says, He will teach you all things. And it will cause you to recall, will remind you or bring to your remembrance everything I have told you. He will teach you. He will discuss with you in order to instruct you. You and the Holy Spirit can have discussion. He will discuss with you in order to instruct you. And he wants to teach us. He is ever ready to teach us ever ready to lead us to build stable families. Hallelujah. He wants to build, he wants to help us build strong relationships. Strong relationships. Stable families. As believers, we are not meant to struggle. Just like Pastor Akin said, we are not meant to struggle. We are meant to yield to the Spirit. But a lot of times, that yielding is a, is, is a chore for quite a number of us. We're meant to yield. We're meant to yield. We're meant to yield. But yielding comes so tough. In fact, sorry, I'm not, it's not, yielding is not gender sensitive, but women even yield better than men. You know, because men, the macho thing, I am a man. I, so, for a woman, I, you don't, women don't have problem yielding as much as men have and that is a is, is a major challenge because even in the families you don't have if you don't have men who are yielded to the spirit it is a problem hallelujah it is a problem so we are meant we're supposed to yield to the holy spirit we're supposed to yield 
So let's go, let's go to this building stable families. Where do we start from? Of course, you know that the family is the smallest unit of the society. So max max at least the family will be husband and wife man and woman until they begin to have children so even man and woman man and woman maybe one child too man and woman these days some some men and women don't want to have children so the family is man and woman are you not hearing that consistently i've been hearing that consistently people who are married and say we're married but we don't want to have children in Nigeria, I'm not talking of abroad. Abroad, that one has been since, since here in Nigeria, in our own. They are saying, yes, we are getting married, but we don't want to have children. Praise the Lord. So, the family is the smallest unit of the society. That is a man and a woman. So, let's start with the foundation of this family. As believers, how do you choose your partner? How? How do you choose your partner? How do you choose your partner? How do you choose your partner? Do you involve, for the singles, do you involve, and even for those that are married, did you involve the Holy Spirit in the choosing of your partner? That's the foundation. Abi, that's where you start from. Husband, wife. Man, boy meets girl. Abi? Okay, so this boy meets girl. How do you eventually end up, or you are ending up with the person you have ended up or you are ending up with? How? By the sight of your eyes, he's tall, dark, and handsome. She's fair. She is. She has. You know. She has. In all the right places, she has all the curves. Is that how you ended up with the person? I'm. I'm just asking. We need to go back to that for the singles in the house. For the people that are married, it's too late. But the people, people that are single, I meant, in fact, I ah, know there is a, even if you have printed card and you are not sure, please come and meet me. I'll help you break it. Nicely. Praise the Lord. How do we choose? The Holy Spirit wants to lead us in choosing. Wants to lead us in choosing. I know you want, you want to hear story. We married for over 25 years. It'll be 26 years in August. And I remember at that time, you know, in fact, knowledge was not even this awash then. Knowledge was not this awash. But there was one thing I knew, and anybody who has been here for a while will know. I did not want a, a flaky Christian. I did not want somebody who was yo-yo. A yo-yo Christian, up to day, down tomorrow, up to day, down. I, no, 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 no. That, was, that wasn't going to work for me. So, of course, we prayed. At that time, you had to get a word. Scripture, where is the scripture God gave you? It's not now that I like you. I, yes, you will like, but there is a word. What is the word? There had to be confirmation. You had to be led. Mind you, some people, even though they said they were led, got it wrong. Got it wrong because we are human. Sometimes you already have something in mind and you are just presenting it to God. And then you are telling people, you know, God said. Once you say God said, discussion has ended. Because I was not there when God told you. So discussion has ended. You want to end the discussion, just say God said. And everybody will just pack their bags and go home. Do you understand? So 
it was important. But how, you know the reason why you must be led? Huh? You must be led. Singles, you must be led. Marriage is not a child's plea. Ah, <laughs> it's not. Oh. In Yoruba, they call it Oja Okunkun. What do, you know what that means? Yes, because what you see today, they are laughing. You can only see today. You don't know what is, what's going to happen tomorrow. So they call it Oja Okunkun. You can only see now. You don't know what's going to happen 10 years down the line. You don't know what's going to happen 20 years down the line. You can only see now. So you need to be led. You cannot be led by your senses. You cannot be led by what you are looking at. She's fair, she's fine, she's tall, she's that. No. If uh, he's tall and dark and handsome, and the day after the wedding, they are coming back from reception, there's an accident, and something happens, what's going to happen? Answer me now. Has it not happened before? Have we not had stories? They got married, tall, dark, and handsome. He had money. And then one business deal went wrong. And all the money was... So what's going to happen? He's rich. I can't marry anybody that is not rich, that is not living on the island. I cannot marry anybody that is living in. Yes. You need to be led. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is ready to lead you. You are not yielding. You are not yielding. Praise the Lord. So, we need to be led. Singles, say to yourself, I will be led. In the choice of my marriage partner, I will be led. The Holy Spirit is ready and willing to lead you. And that's the foundation of the family. And once you get it wrong from there, then every other thing also just goes south. Once the partner is not right, I remember, you know, pastor used to say something that marriage is like a car. So the man is the driver. The woman enters. Abi? So once you enter that car and the person is driving, can you say, please, stop, 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 stop. I'm not going again. I want to get down on the highway. What's going to happen? Is that an accident happens? The two of you lose your... Something, something will happen. So please, don't take this matter lightly. Once you enter into it, you know, you are sure. Okay, we are sure that this is where God wants us to be. This is where God wants us to go. Then you still need to be asking. Even before you get into that, we are, we are wedded, we are married. What is the purpose and assignment for your family? A lot of times we think that marriage is about us. Marriage is about you, yes, but it's also not about you. Amen? Marriage is about you, but also not about you. There is always a bigger picture. There is always an assignment. There is always a purpose for each family. There's a reason why God brings A and B together. There's a reason why God did not bring A and D together. There is a purpose. There is always an eternal purpose. There is always an assignment. And we don't talk enough about that. Recently, I was telling some, I was talking to some people, and I, you know, I was, we, we have been doing this counseling for some time, even though I don't actively counsel again. And we have seen things. 
we have heard things. And by reason of, like I said, time, we have seen that when you want to even choose your marriage by your partner, boy, girl, you should not think about yourself. You should think about your children. Mm, mm. Think, think about the children that you are going to have. Do you want them to have this pedigree? Is this a pedigree you want them to have? Are you going to be confident in years time to say this is the father of my children? Or this is the, do you, do you know that they hide, people hide spouses? Abby? They don't take their spouses out because they are not confident of the spouses. So please, your family has an assignment and your family has a purpose. And it is the Holy Spirit only that can reveal it to you. It is only the Holy Spirit that can reveal it to you. Praise the Lord. Isaiah 8, 18 says, I and the children that... Can you please display that for me? I and the children that the Lord God has given me we are for signs and wonders. Can you say that you and your children are for signs and wonders? Okay, don't, don't let us even go far. Don't let us be looking for the assignments and the purpose. Okay, this one says, I and the children that the Lord God has given me we are for signs and wonders. Right now, can, even in your family, can you say that you and your children are for signs and wonders? The reason why you must be for signs and wonders is like we have heard to propagate the gospel. Praise the Lord. To propagate the gospel. So anywhere you appear, you know, there's something different about this. I was having a conversation also with some people and they were saying, oh, my children, people ask, people say, your children are different. That is work, oh. I hope you know. With capital W. Mm-hmm. It's serious work. You know, it's not enough to want to marry and have children because everybody, no, 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 no. As believers, we must be, we must be intentional. If you can only take care of one, you know that you can school that one well, have the one. If you know that you cannot even take care of any, like I said, some people now are doing it. Don't have any. Don't bring children into the world that will become a problem. Do not. You don't have time to take care of children. Leave them where they are. The father is enjoying their presence. Do you understand? He's enjoying them. He's enjoying their presence. Don't bring them here when you know that you do not have plans for them. Hallelujah. And plans, what I mean by plans, not that you, they must go. I'm going to talk about that. Let me not go ahead of myself. So, in that family and in that purpose, there are a lot of things that we do not take into. We do not, you know, we just think, yeah, we got married. Uh, my parents used to live in Egbeda, so me to get a house in Egbeda. Did you ask God where you were supposed to live? Did you ask? God is interested in the, the minutest details of our lives. I remember when we wanted to move house about two, three years ago now. We wanted to move house. We had been somewhere for so long. And, uh, you know, time was running out. And it, 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 I just, that day, that morning, I just sat down. In my mind, I wanted to leave that access. I live, uh, we, we're living at River Valley, River Valley Estate. I wanted to cross because of the express, the traffic on the express, that, that traffic. And we're even, in, Abby, we're in the traffic again now. Anyway, so I wanted to move to Ogudu, at least. 
just cross that place. We look for her, so they retire. We did not see anything. <laughs> so I got down one, one early morning. I was at home alone, and I just began to pray. Father, what's happening here? We must get a house. Ah, uh ah. -uh. Time is running out. We're asking for extension. They say we should move. We got, and house is not showing for. <sighs> and God told me, I will lead you to the place. So when you will see it, you will know it. I said, eh. And after I finished praying, I just got an instruction. Call somebody. That place was not in my radar. Because, like I said, I wanted to escape traffic. I wanted to come out to town. If I told him when we we're going to that place that, look, if I live here, anybody who knows me, if I live here, I am going back into town. I am not, we have a landed property after I said, leave all those matters. I cannot leave. This place I am living is the farthest I will live in Lagos. Because if they say, where do you live? You say you live in Lagos. If you don't live in Lagos, you live in Ogun State. I said from here, we are going back into town. So when I prayed and God, I just, God, Holy Spirit just said, call this person. I called. Do you know that in under two, three weeks, we got a house. And we had been looking for this house because we knew we were supposed to move for months. Checking places. You know? So, where you live, you think it doesn't matter. It matters. Oh. It matters. Where you live. The schools your children go, did you ask? Or you just thought, everybody's going to have Avicina, you go to Avicina, you go to Green Spring, you go to, tell me, Grange, you go to uh, Lagos, Lagos, uh, what's that one in Ikoyi? You go, mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. Did you ask God, which school should these children go to? Some of us also just have money. Ah, We just do anything. It's not about money. It's about the destinies of those children. Praise the Lord. Did you ask which church to attend? Did the Holy Spirit lead you here? I'm not chasing you away. I'm not chasing you. But did the Holy Spirit lead you? Some people actually come up and tell us, I slept and I dreamt and God told me to go to Lighthouse. Did the Holy Spirit lead you here? You see, there's some decisions that we take that you, 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 we, we just think, yeah, it's okay, well, it's, just, it's Josh. I mean, Josh is Josh. At least they are not, they are not calling the name of, uh, yeah, yeah. they are calling the name of Jesus. It's okay. We enter church, we pray, we go. Everybody is, shall do and shall miss. It's not a problem. It's a problem. You must be led. Every step of the way, every inch of the way, you must be led by the Holy Spirit. And it is not difficult. Because somebody say, ah, no. Pastor said, the Holy Spirit is a person. When you maintain a relationship with him, there are some things. Look, it is not that we are praying. We, are praying. we must pray two hours. No, no, no. In a matter of discussion, because you discuss with him. 
in a matter of discussion, he will just tell you. But you know that you should not, you shouldn't, you shouldn't send that child to that school. Sometimes you're not even asking. But because you are used to speaking to him constantly. When Pastor um, Shola yesterday was saying, do you say good morning to the Holy Spirit? I just began to laugh. Because I cultivated that habit some years back. I don't even know how I got into it. When I wake up in the morning, I say, good morning, Abba, good morning, good morning, Lord Jesus, good morning, sweet Holy Spirit. The day I started. In fact, if I have gotten up and I did something before I did that, it's like the Holy Spirit will bring it to my attention. Constant. Anywhere. Good morning. Yes, sir. Morning, sir. The day has dawned. A morning, like they used to say in my school, in my secondary school, the matrons. It's good morning. You maintain a relationship. It's not difficult. You must cultivate. Look, you talk to him like you're talking to a friend. The Bible says there's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He's with you forever. He's in you. So as you're going, as you're walking, you're talking. No, no, now, self, if you're talking to yourself on the road, nobody would think you're a man because at least you have headphones. In those days, if you were talking to yourself on the road, but now you put headphones, some people are listening, you know? So you talk to him. You converse with him. How is today going to go? How is today going to go? You know, years ago, years, very many years ago, I, I, I think I was just, of course, I was just thinking. I, and, you know, the Holy Spirit made me realize that the way we should live as believers, I know you have jobs, you have to go to work, and all, is that you should wake up in the morning and actually ask, what are we doing today? What's on the agenda for today? What's on the agenda? Holy Spirit, what is on the agenda for today? What are the things you need me to do today? Not, Father, like I said, we have work to do. We have to go. Some of us are not in that space yet. But for some of us that are in the space where your time is flexible, you should actually ask. When you wake up in the morning, Holy Spirit, what is the agenda today? What would you have me do today? things you need me to do. And if he's not saying anything, then you can say, okay, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this. I hope that is fine. It's, it's okay to, you know, go ahead and do that. Maintain a relationship. When you maintain a relationship, it is not everything that you will be kneeling down to pray about. They will just come. They will just come. And you are talking with him. They will just come. Hallelujah. As a family, the influence of the Holy Spirit on your family, did you find out your child's purpose? I must talk about this because, you know, I, I, I some years back too, I, I just realized this. Judges 13 and verse 8. When we wanted to start Fruitful Vine, we pray for mothers who are expecting and one of the things that God showed me at that time, Judges 13 verse 8. It's the story of Samson. Before now, the angel had appeared to, Sam, um, to Samson's mother and told her, if you read from verse 1, and told her, you know, things about Samson. But the woman now went back home and told 
um, her husband. And somebody appeared to me and all of that. But Manuel wanted to be sure. So he said, then Manuel prayed to the Lord and said, oh my Lord, please let the man of God whom you sent come to us again and teach us what we shall do for the child who will be born. You should ask this for every child that you give birth to. What shall we do for this child who will be born? What shall we do? Every child comes with an assignment, comes with a purpose. Before you give birth, you are pregnant for nine months. Abby? Okay, it is prayer. It is whatever, prem or whatever. It is even still like seven. So, you should ask, what shall we do for this child that you have given us? What? What are we going to do? What, what are we supposed to do? When Proverbs says, train up a child in the way it should go. You must know what the child should do before you can train the child in the way the child should go. Hallelujah. What shall we do? And if you did not ask, it's not too late to ask at any time. You are the parent of the child. What shall we do for this child who will be born? Praise the Lord. So, that is about children. And remember that Jesus also, when, they, when, he, was, when, when he was born, he was educated in the temple. I think last week we had about five babies here. And if you notice, anytime we bring the babies, we dedicate them. It is not for want of nothing to do. They won't just want to be talking. No. There is a purpose. Like I said, as believers, we should be intentional. Intentional to the T. Intentional. When we bring the children like that and we pray, God gives us insight sometimes. Not for all children. Because somebody may say, ah, Pastor Valaga did not tell me my child. No, I am, I am not the Holy Spirit. It is what is revealed to me, I say. When I'm praying, some children, I pray two sentences, I go. Some, I stay there. It is what is revealed to us for time that we pray. But it is essential that the children are dedicated to the Lord. Praise the Lord. That is the influence of the Holy Spirit on the family. Influence of the Holy Spirit on the family. So I want to go to, because my time is, in fact, is, is almost spent. I want to go to Galatians 5. I just gave you some things that you need to ask. To need, you, need, you need to be led. I'm just saying that your life is not, is not just to be lived anyhow. You have a parent. The Holy Spirit is your parent. He's waiting for you to ask. He's waiting for you to ask. He wants to lead you more than you want to be led. Galatians 5. Because we're talking, how do we, we want to build strong relations. Galatians 5, please, from verse 16. Uh, amplified classic from verse 16 to, I think, to the end. We want to build these strong relationships. How do we build strong relationships? What do we need to build strong relationships? Yesterday we talked about the gifts of the Spirit. Today I want to just briefly talk about the fruit of the Spirit. I can't exhaust the time is not on our side, but please when you go home, read more. It says, but I say walk and live habitually in the Holy Spirit. It says responsive to and controlled and guided. Can you imagine? Responsive to and controlled and guided by the Spirit. It says, then you will certainly not gratify the cravings and desires of the flesh of human nature without God. For the desires of the flesh are opposed to the Holy Spirit. 
and the desires of the spirit are opposed to the flesh, godless human nature. For these are antagonistic to each other, continually withstanding and in conflict with each other, so that you are not free, but are prevented from doing what you desire to do. Verse 18. It says, but if you are guided, led by the Holy Spirit, you are not subject to the law. Now the doings, practices of the flesh are clear. Let's go to 22. It says, but the fruit of the Holy Spirit, please take note of this, the work which his presence within accomplishes. It is not the fruit of the Holy Spirit like that. The Spirit here is not capital S, it is S. Because it is the presence of the Holy Spirit in your spirit that brings this about. Hallelujah. I know we talk about the fruit of the Spirit. It is not the fruit of the Holy Spirit. It is the fruit of the work of the Holy Spirit in your spirit. Am I, is, are we clear? So this is not, it's not like the Holy Spirit is the one bringing forth the fruit. You are the one bringing forth the fruit. But the fruit is coming about because you have allowed the Holy Spirit to work within you. Am I making sense? It says the work which his presence within accomplishes is love, joy. We have been talking about joy in, in recent times. We have been talking about joy. Is love, joy, gladness, peace, patience, and even temper, forbearance, kindness, goodness, benevolence, faithfulness, gentleness, meekness, humility, self-control, self-restraint, continence. Against such things, there is no law that can bring a charge. What's the last uh, um, verse? I think it's verse 24. It says, and those who belong to Christ Jesus, the Messiah, have crucified the flesh, the godless human nature with his passions and appetites and desires. Go back to 22. Verse 22 and 23. We talk about the fruit of the Spirit. If you want to have stable families, good relationships, then we must have the fruit of the Spirit. We must exhibit it. There's no how. We must grow it. And it is not difficult. All we need to do is to yield. I remember, I think somebody was, yes, I was listening to someone's message. And he was saying, do you see an apple tree? When an apple tree wants to bring forth fruit, does the apple tree, is there any paparazzi about it? Does the apple tree grow? <laughs> what do you see? You just see the tree bring forth effortlessly. The Holy Spirit helps us to, brings about effortless change in us. Effortless change. The only thing you have to do is to yield. But that is the problem. We don't want to yield. I was reading, I was reading, you know, some, some people were talking about their marriages and a particular woman was saying that when herself and her husband want, you know, want to start arguing, the guy would just say, we are a team. Don't forget that we are a team. So it, this, is, this is not a contest between you and I. We are together in this. And I discovered that a lot of times, I don't know whether you think that a marriage is supposed to be a war between a man and a woman. I don't get. 
So we are fighting. So everybody wants to defend their territory. I am right. You are right. I am right. There's no territory to defend. There's no territory to defend. But if you want to have a, an easy, breezy relationship, you cannot do it without the Holy Spirit. You cannot. Because sometimes you want to say something and he'll tell you, Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. don't say that. Don't say that. If you are sensitive, you will keep quiet. You will keep quiet. But no, you must say your mind. You will be vibrating like machine. You will be, I must talk. Particularly the women. I must talk. I am. Like I said, maybe with age safe. Some things you just discover. There's no need. Just choose your battles now. Is this one going to wreck you? It's not going to wreck you. So you just walk away. Hallelujah. But if you are going to have solid marriages, you cannot do it without the Holy Spirit. We cannot. We cannot. We cannot. It says the fruit of the Spirit is love. First of all, is love. We say that we love, but like, you know, you, if you have been here long enough, you know I say it. Like we don't understand what love means. P- pardon me. That's what I have discovered. We do not understand what love is. It's not lost to No loss is one that is doing you gis, 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 gis. No, no. Love is a decision. Love may start as lost because you have to be, there's an attraction. But love after that now becomes a decision. You choose to love. You are not, it's not whether the person does right or wrong. You are loving. The person is right, you love. The person is not right, you love still. It, it becomes, after all the gish gish, all that one that your body is vibrating, is doing you gish gish, it now becomes a decision. It becomes a decision. So in summer, you love. In winter, you love. In rain, you love. In Hamata, you love. You love, you must love. You have said, I do. So you must do. You must do. Hallelujah. And this love also extends to our children. Because of the way that, you know, our society is, the way we have been brought up and all of that, quite a number of us still do not even know how to love our children. You think you know how to love, but you don't know how to love don't know how to love. We need the help of the Holy Spirit. You know, recently I was going through, I was, I bought a course. I just bought a course. And the woman was saying that most of us are, we have PTSD. You know what is PTSD? A, a majority of the people in, in, this, in Africa are damaged, emotionally damaged. We don't have emotions. We don't know how to, op- we, we are just emotionally damaged. And we are passing those things onto our children. We need the help of the Holy Spirit. It says joy. You ha- there has to be joy. Like I said, we're talking about joy. When there is no joy, everything dries up. Joel 128, I think, talks about it. Everything does not work when there's no joy. So you need joy in your household. Your house cannot be the house they come. They, you know, you enter some houses and everywhere is just upside down, scattered. You are wondering what's happening. What's happening here? And then you enter some places, it's just so cool. 
and so calm and so sweet. He need joy. Peace. Ah. You cannot underestimate their patience. See? Even temper. You are angry all the time. Angry. You need the Holy Spirit to help you bring it down. Hallelujah. Kindness. Goodness. We need to be kind to one another. I'm talking of marriage now. I'm even talking of husband and wife. Husband and wife. We need to be kind to one another. We need to be kind to one another. We need to be good. We need to be faithful. We need to be gentle. Humility. Last week I was talking about how um, um, Jesus riding on the donkey portrayed humility. And I said in this kingdom, it is a kingdom of humility and service. This kingdom is a kingdom of humility and service. It is not... I, so imagine, yes, the, 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 the man is the head of the home, but the man is serving. The wife too is serving. The two of you are serving. What do you think will happen? What do you think will happen? Nobody's saying, yes, I am the, I am the boss. I am the... And I, I must say something. Per, permit me, man. Submission is not servitude. The wife submitting to you does not mean that she's a servant or she's a slave. Mm -mm. We, 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 we have coined submission, defined submission to suit ourselves. No. No. Submission is not servitude. It's not servitude. But the Holy Spirit, if we are yielded to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will, even the man, the Holy Spirit will reorientate you. The woman, the Holy Spirit will teach you gentleness, meekness, humility, self-control, self-restraint. Restrain yourself. This one, when we're coming, we're almost late to church because my, my girl decided to, as the, the teenagers, as they always do. And pastor was about to say, I said, you, you can't say that. You cannot. Because he was angry. We had been waiting for her. As usual. I told her later when I got, I said, if it was me of old, I would have given you bass ghosts like this. I don't have time. I will just do like that. But God is helping me. God is helping me. So I just kept quiet and I was just looking at her. But we meet. We surely shall meet. You understand? We shall meet. But so self-control because if you're not careful you can kill somebody's child you can't kill oh. <laughs> self-control self-restraint continence hallelujah 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 we have to be careful in this day of social media not to be led there are many voices in the world. There are so many. There are so many voices. There are so many people talking. Everybody now can talk. Courtesy of YouTube and uh, Facebook and uh, everything. Everybody can talk. Everybody can talk. Instagram, everybody is doing Instagram live. Yeah? Everybody is selling something. Everybody is talking something. Whether it is right or wrong, you don't know. And you too, you just everything like Indomie. You just chop it, chop it, chop it. You don't even see it. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful what you listen to. Be careful what you listen to. 
lastly this morning uh, when I was doing this this came to me uh, some people have wounded spirits some Proverbs 18:14 talks about can you please display Proverbs 18:14 for me Proverbs 18:14. Proverbs 18:14. It says the strong the strong spirit of a man sustains him in bodily pain or trouble. But a weak and broken spirit who can raise up or be a do NKJV. It says the spirit of a man will sustain him in sickness. But who can bear a broken spirit? And you know, it's like uh, the Holy Spirit saying, some people have wounded spirits. And we think that the Holy Spirit just heals physically. That God heals physically. No. God heals everywhere. Emotions. God heals your emotions. God binds broken hearted. He talks about it. So, please, if, if, if you are going through, if your spirit is wounded, because when you are wounded, you will wound somebody. You will wound somebody. If your spirit is wounded, please allow the Holy Spirit to heal you. Allow the Holy Spirit to heal you. Please. Allow the Holy Spirit to heal you. Hallelujah. Allow the Holy Spirit to affirm you. For those of us who who have who are looking for affirmation, don't look for affirmation from men. Allow the Holy Spirit to affirm you. Allow the Holy Spirit to affirm you. Allow the Holy Spirit to affirm you. Praise the Lord. Our pastor is going to pray later on. Or he says he's going to anoint. But like I said, beyond physical, beyond physical uh, ailments, quite a number of people are going around with wounded spirits, broken hearts. And, you know, uh, the Holy Spirit is the comforter. You can ask the Holy Spirit to heal, to comfort. Yes, to comfort. Can we just bow down on his for a minute? Let's just bow down on his for a minute. Just bow down on his for a minute. Yes, Father, thank you. Sweet Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you. You are our comforter. Sweet Holy Spirit, thank you. Because you are our comforter. Now ask this afternoon, O oh God, that Lord, you bind together every broken-hearted person here in the name of Jesus. That Lord, you heal everyone of anyone who has a wounded spirit in this place, O oh God. That you will heal them of their wounds. In the name of Jesus. There is a balm in Gilead. There is a balm in Gilead. And said, Holy Spirit, this afternoon we just ask, oh God. We ask, we ask. That Lord, you will heal everyone, everyone of you. Anyone that has emotional trauma. Anyone that has a broken heart. Anyone that has a wounded spirit. Sweet Holy Spirit, we ask for your healing power to flow over them this afternoon. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We thank you. And I ask, oh God Almighty, this afternoon for my brethren, that Lord, more and more, oh God, 
that father you would the ministry of the holy spirit will be made manifest in our lives in the name of jesus that indeed we will begin to know the holy spirit as one that is closer than a brother in the name of jesus lord i ask for everyone here oh god that our relationship with you sweet holy spirit will take on a new dimension even after now in the name of jesus thank you heavenly father in jesus this message is brought to you by Lighthouse Christian Outreach Center. The Lighthouse, House 7, Plot 2-3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. For inquiries, please log on to www.lighthousenge.org for more.